Hello and welcome to the Maple Line podcast. This week I'm joined by Blues Roots Band, When Rivers Meet. Hi guys, how are you today? Hello. In the podcast. We great. Oh, thank you yeah. for having us. Enjoying the weather. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice here it's in awesome. Canada too at the moment as well. It's like 30 nice. degrees most day at the moment. Oh wow. wow. <laughs> no, we can handle that most days. Yeah, Odd yeah. days all right. It? <laughs> it's pretty relentless at the moment. So, yeah. Uh introduce yourselves quickly. Um I'm you you know what you do, what your role is in the band. So uh, we are husband and wife. So um, about kind of just over a year ago, we yeah. released our first kind of blues rock song. Um, yeah, April and last year. April last year. And the EP came out in September. And since then, it's just been pretty crazy. We've been growing. Um, we were touring all around the UK. We've got an old B-Dub camper that we converted. Yeah. Um, so we were playing around, just playing as many gigs. We quit our day jobs. for right, let's go for it. Um, so... That's what we were doing before lockdown. And then um, since lockdown, we've actually, we, luckily we'd just been in the studio and, re- and recorded another EP. So yeah. we released um, our second EP in May and we've been doing weekly live streams on Facebook ever since lockdown. And it's kind of, it's kicked off even more for us really. Um, yeah. Like the fan base seems to have, have grown, has grown so much Jeez, during yeah. lockdown. So it's, it's been, been a bit of a, kind of a bit of a silver lining really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's funny how you, you say that. A few few bands that have come on have said, I had Born Healer on last week, um, who are a, a blues band. And um, they said that um, COVID-19 was kind of actually a, a, a bit of a positive for them because they've actually, yeah. they actually came up with more songs to put on their upcoming album than if they had just released it like normally as like before COVID-19. So and and we were planning we had a, a, a tour plan we we're going to be away for a few weeks and then we planned to go straight into studio to yeah. record our album and in hindsight like i we would never really have been ready you know we, we needed more yeah. time so and because we couldn't go in the studio that got delayed by a couple of months we've only just finished recording the album yeah and but i like it, you say it, it like the records us, it enabled us to you know get songs up to yeah the record is better be, because yeah. of COVID, Absolutely. no doubt yeah. <laughs> Able to spend time. more time on the songs, yeah. yeah. But you're like between the two of you, one one of you's vocals and the other one's guitar. But do you have like a band that's behind you as well? Do you? Well, um, Grace is predominantly vocals, but I do a fair bit of vocals myself, like backing stuff, and I've got, got a, a few, of few songs and now, yeah. And uh, yeah, well, I mean, we we just been out as a duo mostly, but we certainly will be touring as a band. You know, Once when all this is over, when we're allowed out. <laughs> yeah. So, just as a band, as in uh, bass and drums, basically. And we're now considering organ because the album's yeah. got a lot of organ on it. That's so very like, true. Oh, yeah. you need someone else now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I do um, mandolin and resonator. Yeah. Um, well, resonator mandolin. Lots, yeah. lots of go- lots of instruments going on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Lots of yeah. Yeah. So you, you you kind of already did brief intro about like you just. You quit your J jobs and decide to go for it. What made you decide to start recording in the first place? What was like, yeah, okay, we're doing this music thing, um, and this is what we're going to go for now. This is what we want to do. What was what made you make I that think, decision? Yeah, I think what happened was we was, we was 
you know, within our day jobs and we were doing music at night time and stuff like that, but we were never really that serious about it because you never have enough time to get serious, I don't think, when you've got full-time jobs and all that and whatever else goes on in life. Um, so we said, right, well, what, what are we most passionate about? And it is literally the music that we were creating. And, and we so, were never sort of like wholeheartedly in careers. No. You know, we weren't giving that at all because we wanted to be musicians, you yeah. know. And it, it was only really when we struck on this style of music, like as we yeah. started to like, let's play something we just love, let's do what we want to do. Yeah. Then it's just sort of, it's just work. It's you know, yeah. So then we decided, right, if we're going to do it, we're going to, you know, put our full attention onto it, 100%. And we'll be able to tour because we've got yeah. the vans. We don't have to have accommodation. Right. We'll keep everything, you know. We'll just yeah. do it without, yeah. you know, worrying about expenses. And So it's yeah. been a, f a few free nights in the van. <laughs> yeah, parking car parks. Lay buys and stuff like that. Proper rock and roll. Yeah, oh, yeah. Totally, yeah. Um, so uh, where, did, where did the name come from, When Rivers Meet? What made you come up with that? Well, well, um, before we were married, we were, uh, my name was Bond and Grace's name uh, was Holmes. So we were Holmes and Bond before that, but you know, just doing like acoustic little numbers and stuff like that. We went to Sardinia. Ice machine, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, ice machine. Yeah, we went to Sardinia and um, we were looking to change our name when we got married because we couldn't just be Bond and Bond because it just sounds like a housing firm or something. <laughs> it's very inspired. Yeah. substance or something. So uh, yeah, so we were looking over these uh, two rivers and that's exactly where they met in Sardinia and we're like when rivers meet and we're like we feel like we're the we're the rivers meeting, coming together coming two, together right? to yeah. creating the music sort yeah. of thing so yeah just went hard with that so. weird, but that's, yeah. oh, that's good that's a cool story <laughs> I like it that's um that's a cool story of how to come up with a band name um because it kind of has personal meaning to you as well yeah. so. absolutely I mean that was one of the, the hardest things we ever did really was to try to find a name it was so horrible. stressful wasn't it? Yeah. we just couldn't we couldn't agree on anything at all, could we? <laughs> up until that point, and that yeah. was it. That must have been, you know, must have been fate to we do that. We couldn't drag it on any longer. No. Let's do something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So, uh, what influences on your on your music? Like, what have you taken from other bands that you've liked in time that you, you've kind of took on a little bit of yourself to influence what you've done so far? Right. So, uh, we we certainly uh, love old blues stuff. And we love 70s rock, basically. So we've kind of brought it together and with a little bit of a uh, contemporary feel in certain aspects. But we've just always loved, like, as soon as you hear, I don't know, something like Bad Company or Led Zeppelin or something, like, oh, yeah. That's what we, yeah, just Fantastic. And then, like, John Lee Hooker, for instance, like, Boom 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 was the very first CD that I ever had. And it was just because of that riff, I was just... Got me into and that's that very much like we we liked it. We find a good solid riff, yeah, and you stick with it. Like yeah. like the you know like the original blues players did. Like it's Absolutely. not complicated and keep it simple as long as it's got heart. Yeah, that's very much yeah. sort of where the songwriting comes from. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, when I first listened to it, I I got pulled in by Freeman. That's the song I came across of oh, yours cool. first. Oh, and I I love like straight off the bat I loved it. Um, and I've got into that blues roots kind of sound since I've moved to Canada because we have a big festival here every uh, every September called Harvest Jazz and Blues. Um, yeah, yeah. And we've had bands like uh, The Record Company and Larkin Poe that have oh, nice. played. Nice. And that that's where the comparison came straight away. I, list, I, I heard Free Man. I thought, God, this is like a mash of The Record Company and Larkin Poe in one. Oh, it cool. Was, 
Um, and not heard of the Red Bull Company. No, I don't know. I have to look them up. Yeah, we'll have to look them up. I yeah. think they're from. I think they're from Wisconsin, um, but they're amazing. Um, they've just released a new album as well. Um, but they're, they're the band that initially like sucked me into this this sound. I I went to see them in 2018, I believe. Um, and if you go into the Harvest Jazz and Blues Facebook page, they've just posted the the like the live recording of that because the mm. festival got cancelled this year. So they're doing things to try and keep people engaged. Yeah. So if you want to go and check them out, check their live performance out on the For Harvest sure. Jazz and Blues Facebook page. Um, oh, cool. So cool. you released the, your debut EP, which was the Uprising EP, which had Freeman on it, which at the point was your biggest hit. It's got far more plays than any of the tracks on that EP. I think it's at about 32, yeah. 33,000 at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so why an EP at the time? And you didn't decide to go to an album straight away. You went straight to the EP. And a lot of bands are doing that. But I'd, I'd just like to ask the question why you chose EP over album. I think we yeah. were we were dipping our toe in yeah. and we were trying to find the sound because like Aaron said before that we would we were tooting around with some acoustic stuff and not quite sure where we were directing. Yeah. And it was a concerted effort. We we were actually at a Guns N' Roses concert and um we were listening to the support bands and we'd had a couple of beers, we were enjoying ourselves yeah. and I've gone, This is it. This is what we need to be doing. We need to be rocking out. We need to yeah. be playing the blues and rock, so, you know. Yeah. And um and so after that, there's when we started to try and we like well, right, let's write this. Literally after that, we bought Gibson Les Paul. He went and got his me. guitar, and, and, we were like, and that was yeah. it. Yeah. We started writing with that in mind, like let's write rock and blues that we love. Let's just yeah. you know, let's get some inspiration and stuff. So um, I completely forgot what the question was. I've just gone off on a tangent. <laughs> oh, the EP. Yeah. Um, so when we done the EP, it was it was really just like we had no idea how it was going to come out. And we were lucky enough to find our producer, Adam Bowers, and he totally was on board with it. But I think the EPs have set us in good stead for the album. Totally. I think it, the album wouldn't have been as good without dipping our toe and finding our feet with yeah. him and, yeah. and getting the sound. Just start finding right. our own sound. Whereas now, we're like, when we went in the studio for the album, we knew exactly what we wanted. Yeah. He did. You know, it was just like, we didn't even have the conversation. It was just, you know, we were there. So yeah. it was the right thing to do in hindsight. Yeah. Definitely. Are you going to... Is, any of the songs on the EP gonna be on the album, or is the EP no, gonna stand? It's gonna stay a separate song. entity. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, twelve new songs on the album. Yeah. Twelve new songs. So you've you've released like three singles since the EP. Are those singles that are gonna be on the album too, or are they just separate singles? And the album is all completely new stuff, or is it like Innocence um, of Youth gonna be on the album? And so Innocence of Youth is our second EP. Um, so yeah, we've oh. been doing like a sequence of um, releases off of that one. So okay. yeah, those things are on Innocence of Youth EP, and then the album. I think we're gonna release the first single, um, like October, I think, because yeah. it's coming out on the twentieth of November. So um, yeah, there'll be a, like two. Uh, three single releases off the album but not yet we still wait we were actually just listening to mixes this morning we're still coming in so we're still working out artwork and sorts of things okay so innocence of use has got um, uh, a lot of plays as well um i saw yeah yeah it's it's definitely that that's got more plays than freeman i think just about um so yeah it's crazy with Spotify. We were sort of ticking along on there. And then with lockdown, with the live streams, we went from like 500 monthly listeners yeah. to 10,000, like yeah. so quickly. 
we, I think we're like at 12,000 or something yeah, now. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's, so how, that's how I came across your music was during lockdown here in Canada. I was, I was, link, I was link hopping between, so I, I started listening to, like I said, stuff that I knew, like record companies. So then I'd click on a link of bands that had come up because I liked the record company. And then I'd click on another one and another one. And I came, then it, it brought me to you guys. Wow. And I, yeah. And then, uh, like I said, I clicked on Freeman and I was sold. I was sold straight oh, away. No. I was Thank sold you. straight away. Um, sorry, I've got a cat pestering me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you've, you've said that the COVID thing's been uh, pretty, you know, been a bit of a positive for you in, in, in hindsight. And you've done a lot to... And you've done I mean, we, don't get me wrong. We we lost literally every gig going. That like everybody. Oh. Start with every, it was scary, yeah. Because yeah, and we because we quit our jobs. It was yeah. like ah. What are we gonna do now? Work, yeah. You know. Yeah. But luckily, we, we we've got such a we yeah. have got a really strong fan base. So you kind of kept us going. To be fair, yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> like yeah. they've just kept They're us awesome. going. So. And really yeah, lucky. you've got that strong fan base, and you said that fan base grew because of COVID nineteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Got so well, we've been doing a live stream every Saturday night. Eight o'clock. It's like twenty-one weeks or something. Twenty-one we're weeks we're now into, and we've got just, quiz yeah. night tonight. We're doing with everybody, yeah. so it's like a proper community. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's fun. That's really cool. That's cool. So, when you initially released your first EP, um, the Uprising EP, what was the initial response to that? And then, how different has the initial response been to your latest EP? Because, like you said, of COVID nineteen, I imagine it was you know much wider received the second one. Definitely, yeah. I uh, think um, it was difficult because people, because the first one was so well received. Yeah. Um, it was always a bit scary to release the second one, especially because it's your first. You think, is that, you know, how can you replicate that? Yeah. Um, but the response, people have, have seemed to almost like prefer the second one, which is difficult because I'm I think like. It's because it's newer, though. Yeah. Is it Everybody's heard, the but I mean, it's better right? that they prefer it than like yeah. than prefer the oh, first. Yeah, yeah. So totally, yeah, yeah, it's been amazing. And like you say, it's, the streams have done really well on Spotify. Yeah. Um, and we're going to do be doing some music videos that have all been sort of held up because mm. of um COVID, which will which will help to get it out there a little bit more as well. But mm. um, but the cool thing is that with the album, we we feel that it's it's so much stronger than the EP. Totally, you know, yeah. already we're like, yeah, it's they're, just they're another level. A which is just bigger so cool. sound as well, because we've got more key, keys on there. So we've got Hammond organ, proper hang, Hammond organ on there, which is and awesome. And because it's a whole collection, you know, because yeah. like, it's 12 songs, you sort of, you're writing more in mind of like, what do we need for the album? The, the whole actual, album rather yeah. than individual songs. Yeah. It's like the, the, the actual story of the whole album. Like some of the yeah. songs actually link into yeah. each other so that if you just wanted the whole thing to flow totally. and it to be like, a, listen to it as a whole album, you know? Yeah. And I don't think we didn't really consider that with the EPs. It no. was like, right, we've, we've written these songs. These are really cool. Let's go record them. Yeah. You know, and then, right. um, but with the album, it's been a whole different thing. Yeah, it's like, different thought process. Yeah. yeah. And I take but it, that was only, that was only possible because we because we did the yeah, yeah. And I take it when you do the writing of a songs, it's like a, a joint effort. Um, it's not like one of you yeah. is does like the music, one of you does the lyrics. It's a, a full joint effort on on how you come up with those. Um, it tends to be um, Aaron primarily does lyrics, and I do the music, mm. um, and that's pretty much how it works. Yeah, but. Um, but then we we come together and uh, and I'll be like, no, nah, I don't like that bit. And I'll be like, no, nah, I don't like that bit. And then we kind of switch it all up. Yeah. And 
so it ends up being like quite collaborative but yeah, generally totally. Aaron is the lyricist and I do the music so yeah everyone but, assumes it's always going to be the other way around yeah, because it's, 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 I'm it's, a singer I guess but it's 50-50 literally it's just us yeah we're, we're yeah. the songwriters so yeah that's good. I like yeah. it. I like it when yeah. I like it when bands work together to come up because you know in some bands you know that it's the onus is like on one person a lot of the time, and the rest of the band just kind of fall in line yeah. behind them. Yeah. But it's good when the bands work together to come up with the music and it's a joint effort. I feel like there's more soul in it then. Um, yeah. yeah, totally. So and we do have we always have that um, like marker of if we write a song and we come back to it the next day, if we're both like, yeah, do you love it? Yeah, I think so. It's like, yeah, scrap it. Next. Yeah. <laughs> we don't love it. We're like, we yeah, yeah, we're not interested. <laughs> yeah, and, and you could literally finish a song completely, finish everything about it, and then, like you say, come back to the next day and like, oh, just not feeling it. And then yeah, that's it. Scrap next. it and then on to the next song. <laughs> yeah. Got to love it. We've got yeah. to be like, see it on the set list and be like, oh yeah, let's play that one. You just want to play every song. Yeah. If there's certain songs you think, oh, I don't really want to play this, then you don't want to do it. So, yeah, yeah. people can see that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, you said you you travelled around in a in your camper van a lot when you were, you were gigging. So you yeah. must you must have a best band story. You must have a, a a great story that it sticks in your mind more than anything else. When someone says best band story when Rivers meet you, like bam, this is the one. Oh, best <laughs> band story. Yeah. So that's a, that's a pressurized question. <laughs> we turned up once um, at a venue and um, the, the manager there said, uh, we just want to let you know that, um, that people don't clap here. So <laughs> like, you've got to expect you know, that nobody's going to clap. So we're like, oh, okay, okay. Um, we had the worst like PA set up, the sound yeah. man. It was just like the worst gig and it people were actually okay but he was right nobody claps it's yeah. just like a cultural thing nobody's gonna clap yeah. and then i think it was after that we were hoping to park outside there um like we just park up in the camper yeah. there was nowhere to park because it was all so noisy we ended up parking in like this little woodland bit we woke up in the morning and we didn't realize it was like a dog meeting like a dog walking meeting <laughs> place so we woke up totally locked in Oh, so that was that was a quite like an experience that was. night, wasn't it? Oh, there was that other one uh, that we when we did we did the festival. We were doing about three or four gigs uh, in about three or four days, and the very last gig that we did, literally everything that could go wrong went oh. wrong. Oh my god, it was a nightmare, wasn't it? We blew up. We had like a bow system, yeah. which we blew up we on blew the last gig. <laughs> I ended up we had like we had a mixer on um you know like an iPad mixer, so yeah. we could kind of. And in the end, I actually just walked into the audience and gave it to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I, didn't, I just couldn't. Totally stressed. We had to change the speakers. Um, we had to stop. Like, there was a couple of speakers through. there, so we just like, plugged our leaves plugged. into the speakers, yeah. went out, gave. I'd seen this bloke the night before doing a bit of the sound. I kicked, I kicked the glass to water all over the place where oh. we were standing, you know, where we were. Yeah. All in the electrics and everything. So it's like, oh no, it was an absolute nightmare. And then actually, that was the same one. Then I remember after I had like a dress on, <laughs> which wasn't very, very appropriate to be loading the van no. with after. <laughs> and I didn't realise that the dress had ridden up, like literally to my waist. So I was actually just walking around with my knickers on. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's the final straw. I've had it for yeah. today. <laughs> oh, dear yeah. me. That was, that was one. That was a gig and a half, that one. Yeah. 
That's good. You've had a, you got a few then. I like it. That's, that's <laughs> hilarious. Oh, uh, so, um, something we do with every band that yeah, that comes on the podcast, we ask you to come up with your uh, perfect three-man band. Um, so, so, drummer, um, a bassist, and a lead guitarist slash vocalist. Well, the vocalist can be either one of the three, but you kind of get what I'm saying. I go first. Paul go Rogers. First, okay. Paul Rogers. Really that that. He's the lead singer. And he does play guitar as well, but he's the lead singer. You can do the bassist. Oh, right. Oh, I thought he was going to do three and I was going to do three. No, you go. You do bassist. Uh, we'll have a right. band. Um, uh, I suppose... Uh, uh, well, you've already got lead singer, right? So bassist, I'd have to probably say Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses. Oh, nice. And drummer? He's punk rock. Oh, drummer. Drummer. Well, you got a choice, haven't you? But Ginger Baker from Cream. Oh, yeah, Ginger Baker for sure. Yeah. And then you've got, to, got to, if you're allowed to lead guitarist as well, go to Jimmy. Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That oh, would be, that would yeah. Be out. You're going into a form piece there. I don't know. I think <laughs> you might have to make a decision between the lead singer and the lead guitarist and merge them there. Uh, it's cool. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Page has been cut. What a day! Mark it on the calendar, people. Jimmy Page has just been cut. <laughs> okay, uh, thanks, guys. Um, that always interesting to see people stream and bands. Um, and it's been a nice trend the last few weeks because, like, the first four that we did, Dave Grohl's name came up every time either as the, the lead guitarist and singer or as the yeah. drummer. But the last few weeks, Dave Grohl seems to have disappeared. So it's, it's nice to start hearing a, a lot of diversity in some of these bands. I think that um, we had a couple of weeks ago, Ben Gorb did Jimi Hendrix and Paul McCartney as his front two, like lead guitar and bassist, which was... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd that would have been different. It's yeah, quite funny because yeah. when you actually think of the reality of these sorts of bands together, it'd be like, Whoa, yeah. how would that work? Remember, <laughs> like, there was a story about the Beatles when they went to see Jimi Hendrix play, and they were literally blown away by Jimi and saying about how what an amazing, you know, guitarist. It was, he was. Eric Clapton that said, "I might as well just give up." Yeah, Eric Clapton said he'd give up. Hendrix. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was just amazing. Yeah. Crazy. so um you sent me a track that we're gonna put on the uh the end of the podcast um if you just want to introduce that track um and that will you know that'll bring us to an end so i do believe it was innocent to you was it not it was indeed which is the title track of our second ep um and this is one this is the first one we recorded with aaron playing a three-string cigar box which i've got here um, which we just love the sound of it. It's so raw. Um, so yeah. we wanted to do, and and hopefully you'll hear the inspiration um, from the, the ice machines, sorry, <laughs> from the um, that the blues era that we love of the simplicity, like the octave yeah. slides, and just that strong um, repetitive riff. So yeah, hope you like it.
A devil spoke these words to me today. He begged me on and then lit up the way. Where it led, I couldn't say. see the truth the reasons are the innocence of you tempted by demons long in the tooth but it's not complicated Bones live day by day. 